Let's Talk Bible. I am Evangelist Ebony Mitchell, and on this podcast, we will search the scriptures to show and discuss just how relevant the Bible, the scriptures, the inspired word of God is right now in our lives and all that we see going on in this present time. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 and 17 says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. So join us on our journey as we discover what God has to say about it. Welcome to this week. Let's talk Bible. Kind of behind here. I I missed uploading a couple of episodes, but I'll get them out there as soon as possible. We do give honor to God who has allowed us to be, hallelujah, on these platforms to spread the good news, hallelujah, the gospel of Jesus Christ. We thank and praise God for our life, our health, and our strength, food, clothing, and shelter, the activity of our limbs. Hallelujah. We thank God. Hallelujah. For breathing breath into our bodies on this morning. Hallelujah. Allowing us another opportunity to get right today what we didn't get right on yesterday. Hallelujah. This week's episode, hallelujah, is Do I Have to Be Born Again? Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. It's a question that, hallelujah, I often see. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. And hallelujah, a question that was, hallelujah, asked. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the opportunity for that inquiring mind. Hallelujah. For I pray that everyone will get an inquiring mind. Hallelujah. Scripture comes to my mind, my favorite scripture. One thing if I desire of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord, as we come before the Lord, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you, Lord, as humble as we know how. Thank you, Lord, for this day. Hallelujah. For this is the day that you have made. Hallelujah. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Father, as we come before you, O God, hallelujah, as we dig into your word, studying your word, O God, we ask that you give us understanding in all things. Hallelujah, yes, Lord Jesus, for you give to all men freely who ask. Hallelujah, yes, Lord Jesus, Lord, we need your understanding, O God, we need your wisdom. 
Hallelujah, yes, Lord, for only you can reveal the mysteries of your word. Hallelujah, yes, Lord, and reveal to us that which we need. Hallelujah, and that which we need to understand. For you said wisdom is the principal thing. Hallelujah, therefore get wisdom. And with all thine getting, get understanding, O God. Hallelujah, so we come and ask, O God, as we, hallelujah, search the scriptures on today. Lord Jesus, we ask that you open up our understanding, O God. Give us eyes to see spiritually, O God, and give us ears to hear spiritually, O God. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord, and a heart to receive your word. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you all. Hallelujah for joining in. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord, on this episode of Let's Talk Bible. Hallelujah, where we're going to, going to discuss. Hallelujah. Do I have to be born again? Hallelujah. Yes, Lord, for we understand that we were born into sin. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Shaping in iniquity. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord Jesus. But God, hallelujah, made it possible for us. Hallelujah. To be able to be born again. Hallelujah. Of the water and hallelujah of the spirit. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. The first scripture we're going to go to today. Hallelujah. It's John 3. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Where, hallelujah, yes, Lord, it talks about where Jesus, hallelujah, is talking to, hallelujah, Nicodemus, hallelujah, who was a Pharisee, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. And he came to Jesus by night, hallelujah, because the Pharisees wasn't too happy with Jesus, and all the miracles that he was performing. And they were concerned that the people were going to start following Jesus rather than men. Hallelujah. Rather than them. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. And they were afraid that, hallelujah, Jesus was would get the glory that they, hallelujah, desired. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. And hallelujah, that he would, hallelujah, lead the people away from them, hallelujah, to follow Jesus, hallelujah. So they were, hallelujah, against Jesus. And so this Pharisee named Nicodemus came to Jesus. He was a ruler of the Jew. And in, in John chapter three, verse one, it says, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, 
and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I say unto thee, ye must be born again. And then he goes on to explain the nature of the spirit. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst tell whence it cometh and whether it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the spirit. Nicodemus answered and said unto him, How can these things be? Jesus answered and said unto him, Art thou a master of Israel, and knowest not these things? Verily, verily, I say unto thee, We speak that we do know, and testify that we have seen, and ye receive not our witness. If I told you earthly things and you believe not, how shall you believe if I tell you of heavenly things? And no man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. And then it goes on down, and as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he have not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation that the light is come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil for every one that doeth evil hate the light neither cometh to the light lest his deeds should be reproved but he that doeth truth cometh to the light that his deeds may be made manifest and that that they are wrought in god Thank you, Jesus. I've read, hallelujah, John, St. John chapter 3, verse 1 through 21. Talking about the new birth, the new birth. So the question for this week, do I have to be born again? And from the conversation that Jesus had with Nicodemus, the answer to that question would be yes. Why? Because that which is born, in verse 6, of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. And I'm going to just go back a little bit to um, thank you, Jesus, to 
I'll go to another portion of scripture rather. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. The word of God tells us in Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Ezekiel, and this is in the Old Testament prophecy concerning the Spirit of God, which was to come. Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 26 and 27. A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and ye shall keep my judgments and do them prophecy of the spirit which was to come the spirit of god through the resurrection of jesus christ joel chapter 2 verse 28 and 29 and it shall come to pass afterward that i will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy your old men shall dream dreams your young men shall see visions and also upon thy servants and upon the handmaids in those in those days will i pour out my spirit so there was nobody that was going to be um, prohibited from receiving the spirit of God and even today there there is no respecter of person um, it doesn't matter your nationality it doesn't matter all are one in Christ hallelujah for he desires that no man shall perish but that all shall come to repentance and so um, and just moving on to Acts um, chapter 1 when um, and this was after Jesus had died on the cross he had shed blood as an atonement as payment for our sins he took on the penalty that we would have had to pay to give us the opportunity to repent the shedding of the blood of Jesus gave us an opportunity to repent and be forgiven for our sins and we talked about repentance in the first week of um let's talk bible and repentance it is what brought about the forgiveness though even while we were still yet sinners christ died even while we were still yet sinners christ died for us and and he made it possible for us to be reconciled back to him by his spirit. The spirit of God, the scripture tells us that God was in Christ reconciling us back to himself. And so what we see here is the shedding of blood. When Jesus died, he shed the blood. That was the payment. That was um, the fulfilling of the law where they had to 
make sacrifices yearly and they had to atone for sins every year and even throughout the year sacrifices had to be made for certain things and so when Jesus came when 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 God sent Jesus to be the ultimate sacrifice there's no more need for sacrifices as they did in the Old Testament the Old Testament was only a foreshadow of that which was to come through Jesus Christ and so when Jesus came and he shed his blood once and for all he was the ultimate sacrifice for our sins it also the work that was wrought on the cross also made it possible for us to be reconciled and reconciliation means me just a moment Okay, so the scripture in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 19 says, To wit, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. So, when we look at the word reconciling, The word reconciling means to change or exchange, um, to reconcile those who are at variance, to return to favor with. Um, and we know that when sin came in, it created a wedge. It severed the relationship, that harmonious relationship that we had with God. So in the beginning, when God created Adam and Eve, there was no sin. And the relationship between man and the creator was perfect. They walked in obedience until they didn't. Um, and, and then their disobedience brought in sin. And that's pretty much what sin is, is disobedience to God. And so um, what we see here, though, is God seeing that <clears throat> the only way to reconcile my creation back to, to me, the world back to me, is for me to perform the work. And so he did that through Jesus, who took on the title, who he gave the title son in this human nature. He was given the title son. And, and, and so when he came and he shed that blood, because of spirit, God is a spirit. And so we know that spirits can't shed blood. And it took a blood sacrifice to atone for the sins of the world. So he created a body. He came and he dwelt in that body. God dwelt in the body of Jesus Christ to reconcile the world back to himself and so that's the work that we see but it doesn't stop there it doesn't stop at the forgiveness of our sins yes Jesus died he made it possible for us to be forgiven 
But when we say we believe, when we say we believe that Jesus died for our sins, we have to also understand that there is a requirement for us. There is a requirement that would allow us or cause us or cause forgiveness to take place for us individually. And so we don't continue in the, in sin if there's a way of escape that has been made. So if Jesus coming and dying and shedding his blood that we may be set free from sin. Now the question is, okay, what do we do to be set free from sin? If, if, if my sins are paid for and, and they were bought and they were, you know, Jesus suffered and he, he, he paid the, the consequence, he paid the price, you know, for me, what is it that I need to do to usher in this forgiveness that Jesus made it possible for, for me? And so that's where born again comes from. That's where repentance or comes in rather born again being born again of the spirit and so even when jesus even when jesus once he he died and he rose again he told the disciples that i will send a comforter i will send back because they were like hey where you going you're leaving us you know what's going on we don't get it we don't understand and jesus had to let them know that I will pray the I will pray the Father and He shall give you another comforter over in John 14. Um, he will give you another comforter that He may abide with you forever. And I will pray the Father. This is Jesus speaking to the disciples. I will pray the Father, and He shall give you another comforter that He may abide that he may he may who is he god may abide with you forever and then down in in, in that same chapter let me pull the chapter up see what's in between it says in 17 even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not neither knoweth him but ye jesus talking to the disciples you know him for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Yet a little while and the world seeth me no more. And this is before this is Jesus talking to him, talking to them before. Um, before his death on the cross, he said in a little while, you won't see me no more. But you see me because I live. You shall live also. At that day you shall know that I am in my Father. And ye in me and I in you. He that hath commandments and keepeth them. He it is that loveth me. He that hath my commandments and keep them. He it is that loveth me and he that love me shall be loved of my father and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. 
And then I'm just going to go down in, 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 in that same chapter, verse 26. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name. My name. What's his name? Jesus. The Father will send in my name. He shall teach you all things. The Holy Ghost will teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world give, give I unto you. Let not your hearts be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. And so Jesus is letting them know that I'm leaving physically. I'm leaving physically. But the comforter will come. The comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, will come. My father is going to send it in my name. Hallelujah. And his name is Jesus. And even in Acts chapter 4 and 12, salvation is found in no other. No other name given under heaven whereby men must be saved. The name Jesus. So scripture is aligned with what is being spoken here. There are references that we run and scripture is lining up with itself to bear witness of itself that this is a must. This is a must. And so, um, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things whatsoever I have. Teach you all things and bring, I'm sorry, and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. And so this is, we know, my other page goes, sorry. Thank you, Lord. And so he's letting them know, like, I'm, I'm going to send you a comforter. I'm going to send the comforter. And this is all fulfillment of the prophecy even that I read from Ezekiel chapter 36, 26 through 27. He said, a new spirit will I put within you. When we understand that when sin came in, scripture tells us by one man's sin, sin entered into the world. The sin of Adam and Eve. By one man's sin, sin entered into the world. So everybody who born after that entered into sin. So we were born into sin, shaping in iniquity. And so God made it possible for us to be reconciled back to him. Why? Because we were born of the flesh. That which is born, like he told Nicodemus, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. So when we're born of the flesh, we operate out of the flesh. We operate. But the word of God tells us that the flesh, when we obey the flesh, the word of God tells us that when we obey the flesh, the flesh can't please God. So if we're, if we're not born again of the spirit, we're not in, even in a position to please God. Why? Because the flesh won't what the flesh won't. And nine times out of ten, the flesh does not want what God wants. The scripture tells us that the flesh and the spirit wars against one another. And that's within 
ourselves. I'm just going to get that real quick. The flesh wars with the spirit. And this is a, a war that's taking place all in one individual. Against the flesh and the flesh against the spirit. Scripture in Galatians chapter 5, verse 17, starting at 16. Then I say, this I say then, walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit. And the spirit against the flesh. This is the war that's going on. And these are contrary, the one to the other. Because the flesh want the things of the world and the spirit want the things of God. So they're warring. There's a war going on in our members. And so we have to understand the war that is going on to understand the battle that is going on to understand what we need in order to be able to be equipped to fight this battle. To fight this war. And what do we need? We need power. We need the power of God living on the inside of us to be able to win this war that is going on within ourselves. And so the word of God tells us that and these are contrary, the one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that you would. But if you be led by the spirit, you're not under the law. Now, the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings which are partying and such like and such like now the works of the flesh are manifest which are these adultery with an a adultery fornication adultery is sex with someone that's married fornication is sex outside of marriage uncleanness give me just a moment uncleanness this is all the things that born again when you're born of the spirit this is the spirit of god helps us not to partake in these things so this is why it's a must and i'm just bringing these things out because this is what the spirit of god will help us as long as we're you know utilizing the resources we need the spirit of god we need prayer we need fasting we need to study the word of god these are the things that we must do repetitively in order to be where we need to be in order to for god because we have to submit you get filled with the holy ghost and you get filled with the spirit of god but then you have to submit to the working of the spirit of god because it doesn't just stop at receiving the spirit of god now you have to work towards it now you have to you know 
kill the flesh in 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 other words figuratively speaking you have to deny yourself which is your flesh because the flesh wants what it wants and that's it and so it's going to continue to you know plague you and plague you of course because the the devil operates through our flesh i put it that way the devil operates through our flesh to get us to do that which is not pleasing to god that's his goal is to get us to do things outside of the will of God. And so when we understand that and we understand the enemy's motives for us is to pretty much get us to get, go to a place where he knows is his final destination. And also to get us just to disobey God. He hates God. So if he can get God's creation, you know, it's, it's almost like the pettiness that, you know, sometimes we see in in petty people you know if we can get you know this one to do this and you know we feel like we've won you know but that's what the devil that's the devil his mindset is oh if i can get his creation which when god made creation it was good everything that god made within that seven day period in the beginning it was good he looked upon his crazy and he saw that it was good but then here comes the devil here comes the devil to deceive to get Eve just to question what God has said. And in her questioning, it caused her to disobey God. To Out of everything that they could touch in that garden, the focus was the one thing that they couldn't touch. And that's what we see a lot of going on. We focus on what we can't do. Oh, when when we're not, if I, you know, serve God or if I give my life over God, over to God, I can't do this and I can't do this and I can't do this and I can't do this. Well, what can you do? That's what the devil wants us to focus on, on what we can't do or, 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 the protection because it's a protection it's about god protecting us from the enemy's schemes and plots and scams so yes we don't want to you know he said come from amongst them be ye separate so when you give your life over to god he's going to cause it to be a distinct separation between you and the world why because his spirit lives in you and when his spirit lives in you it's going to cause a distinct separation it's going to cause a difference between that which is clean and that which is unclean that which is holy and that which is unholy so yes it's we must be born again we must be born again if we desire to win this battle um and and if we desire to overcome this world if we desire to overcome sin if if we desire to do that which is pleasing to god and not man then yes we must be born again um and so uncleanness is impurity of lustful or luxurious living uh impure motives it's unclean so that that's the definition of, of of the unclean of uncleanness. Um, so adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness. Lasciviousness is a filthiness. Um, unbridled lust, excess. You know, it's like wantonness, always wanting, always wanting, outrageousness, shamelessness. We see a lot of shamelessness going on in the world. Why? It's a lust of the flesh wantonness never satisfied you know we see 
rich people that just want more, you know, um, never satisfied. The flesh is never satisfied. The more you get, the more it wants, the more you get, the more it wants. And so that's just how the flesh operates. And so that's what, you know, we, in order for us to overcome these things, we must be born again. We must be born again. We need the spirit of God to come in and cause us to walk in a way that's pleasing to God, to put us back, to reconcile us, bring us back to a state where he had that we were in in the beginning. We were in a place of we were like in a harmonious relationship with our creator. Sin came in and severed that relationship. But God said, no, I won't leave my creation in that place. I will create a way. I will make a way of escape for them. I will. And 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 I will give them free will to choose. I will give them free will to choose whether or not they want to live for me whether or not they want to repent and change and be restored back to that place of of har of harmony that place of um um of peace that place of a relationship with God and there is no relationship with God if we're walking in sin if we're continuing in sin there is no relationship with God Sin severed the relationship, which is why Jesus had to come shed his blood for the sins of the world because he know we're in the world. So, yes, we may stumble. Yes, we may fall. But however, he made it possible for us to be reconciled with him because his grace is abounding. It does not mean that we continue in sin. The spirit will not allow it. And that's why that's another reason why we need the spirit of God living on the inside of us. Why? Because the spirit convicts. The spirit doesn't condemn. The spirit convicts. The spirit lets you know when something is outside of the will of God. When something is when a decision or a action is not pleasing to God, the spirit will convict. And, and we have to hear the conviction of the spirit. And so, yes, we do. We, we, we must be born again. And so that was the, the shamelessness, the outrageousness, the wantiness, never satisfied, um, excess, unbridled lust, just, you know, wherever the wind blow, you know, lustful desires just taking over the minds of God's creation, you know, um, and so this is what the lust of the flesh. These these are the lust of the flesh. Uh, that's that's those definitions were for the word lasciviousness. And then we go on to five and twenty: idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulation. Variance is division. Anytime there's division, there's chaos. So God is not in that. That is not pleasing to God because where there's chaos, there's no unity. And so there has to be unity and in God, there's unity. God is not of confusion. He's not the author of confusion. So when we see all these religions and go this way and go that way and which way is right and which way is right, that's confusion. God did not design that. God is not in that. That is the devil who's taken God's word and perverted it. The word of God tells us in Romans 1 24, wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves who changed the truth of God into a lie and begin to worship the 
worship and serve the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. The creator is blessed forever. There's blessings in the creator forever. But it, the, the main point of that is that the enemy, the devil, took God's word and began to cause men because of the, the lust of their own hearts, because that's what he play on. He plays on the lust of our own hearts. And I'm going to just get that because it's a lot in there that can be drawn and uh, meshed um, to bring about more understanding of the role that the enemy plays in our lives and um, why he spends so much time trying to or works so hard to keep us from being born again. I mean, we'll try everything else. I mean, we'll go down in the water. We'll, we'll you know, and, and call that saved or salvation, you know, but it's not. It's not. It's not the power. The power that we need is the Holy Ghost. Because in Acts chapter 2 tells us, or Acts, sorry, 1 and 8. Just a second, just a second. Acts 1 and 8 tells us, ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses of me. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. So after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you shall receive the power that you need to overcome this world. And then he says, you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. This is what he was speaking to his disciples. But then they passed the word on and then we became disciples. So then, you know, those that are born of the spirit, they become disciples. Those that are born again, they become disciples of the Lord and they receive the power of God. What is the Holy Ghost? The spirit of God. Like that is awesome to know that God made it possible to where his spirit, he is a spirit. God is a spirit. So he gives us a portion of his spirit. He gives us of his spirit to live within us, to give us power, to overcome the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. All that is in the world, the scripture tells us. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, the pride of life. That's what gets us. That's what gets us. This is what causes us to sin against God. The lust of the flesh. Let me make sure I got that right. I'm going to be just quoting stuff to y'all. I'm going to make sure we got God's words right. Because he's letting us know. And that's why it's important for us. We got to pick up our Bibles. We got to see what God is saying to us. We cannot just take people's word for it. We can't. And, and please don't discredit God's word. Please don't, you know, say, oh, the word of God or the Bible is not God's word. The Bible is man-made. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and it's profitable. No man in his right mind, no man, because, because of the state that we were in, we have to kind of think a little bit different. So because of the state we were in, right, we were born into sin, shaping in iniquity. 
So it's just easy, like do what the flesh wants. Let's live how we want to live, live how we live. And we can still, you know, go into the kingdom. Like no man in his right mind would say, if we disobey God or disobey this and disobey that, that will end up in a place that's separate from God for eternity. We wouldn't. We would write a book that say, hey, long as we love God and we, you know, we we morally good and that's it we we're able to live our best life we able to give in to every lust that we desire we're able to do whatever we want and we can still make it into heaven like no man in his right mind would write in words if you don't obey this the word of god says that there's a place for you. Like your name will not be written in the Lamb's book of life. Like when you stand before God in judgment, he's going to judge you according to what you obey, what you didn't obey. That's in his word. Like no man would write that. And that's only because of the state we were born into sin. So naturally so we're sinning. We're sinners. Like naturally so period. We're sinners. Like that's, and so, and, and, and sin is fun. Like, I mean, you know, to be able to please your flesh and do whatever, you know, you want to do. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, you know, it is like, but however, that's, and that's, that's the trick of the devil. Like, because it is fun giving into every desire and want, you know, whatever you want to do and live your best life and all of that. Like, yeah, that's cool. But, but, but God designed a perfect life. So, so sometimes we, we, we distort your best life with our own desires. And if we understand where our desires stem from, which is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life, that's what our desires stem from. Why? Because we're connected. This flesh is connected to the earth. This flesh is connected to the world. And the word of God tells us to come from amongst the world and be separate. So God is trying to cause us to be separated he once his spirit comes to live in us he separates us from that which is unclean unholy and he established us in a way that he purposed for us in the beginning and so yes 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 um and i think that's what it is the lust of the flesh i just want to make sure i'm quoting that right For all that is in the world, and this is 1 John chapter 2, verse 16, and it says, do not love the world. That is like the heading of this, starting at 15. The heading of it is do not love the world. And this is what God is trying to get us to understand. Like we cannot love the world or the things of the world. Like and he even tells us, set your affections on things above. You know, um, seek ye first the kingdom of God in his righteousness and he'll add whatever you need. Like you will not want for anything like God will give it to you. You won't have to chase the things of this world or chase the bag as they call it. You won't have to chase nothing but God. All you have to do is chase God and he'll lay everything else at your feet. Everything else that you need, he'll lay it at your feet. When you seek first the kingdom of God. And so the only way that you're going to seek first the kingdom of God is to have the spirit of God. Because the spirit of God aligns you with the kingdom of God. 
The spirit of God helps you to align your desires, your wants. It, it, it changes you. The spirit of God comes in and it changes our whole perspective. It, it begins to change everything about us. It's not us that do it. It's the spirit of God that does it. So it says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the father is not in him. Why is it saying that? Because if we love the world, we do the things of the world and the things of the world is not pleasing to God. For all that is in the world is the lust of the flesh. And we read off some of the lust of the flesh in, from Galatians 5. Talking about the adultery, fornication, lasciviousness, uncleanness, um, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, hearsays, hearsays, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like. So if it's not listed, just anything that looks like these things are lust of the flesh. So here we are, and it's saying that all that is in the world, the only thing that is in the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. It's not of the Father, but it is of the world. So he's telling you like that the things that are in the world are not of God. They're not of God. They are of the world. And we know that the ruler of the world is the devil. He was cast out of heaven to deceive the world. Scripture tells us that it's warning us of that. Scripture tells us. Jesus. To deceive the world. And it's easy. Like it's right at our, at our fingertips. Like the word of God is right at our fingertips. Like let us not be deceived. Let us not be deceived. Let us not walk around willfully ignorant of God's word. Um, Who's that? Revelations. And Revelation 12 and 9, and the great dragon was cast out. Let me see just a moment. Let me see if I need to go up a little bit. Okay. Um, it's talking about the war that was in heaven. Um, there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. And the dragon fought in his angels and prevailed not. And neither was their place found anymore in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceived the whole world. He was cast out into the earth and his angels were cast out with him. So he was kicked out of, you know, cast out out of heaven into the world to deceive the world. 
And so he is the ruler of the world. The scripture tells us we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness and rulers of the darkness of this world. Spiritual wickedness in high places. Like, yes, he has been given dominion. He has dominion of the world. Like, but God, the power of God is greater. So then we have to apply God's word to our lives that we may have victory over this. Um, and so the spirit of God gives us power to overcome the world and all that is in the world. So it says all that is in the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. It's not of the father, but he is of the world. And so, yes, um, I was trying to see if there was anything else that I can add from here. So, no. So then in, in Galatians, back to the lust of the flesh, Indians, murders, drunkenness, revelings, which is partying and such like of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Like, so the word is like speaking plainly, like it's speaking very clear as to what God is requiring of us. And he's not just requiring it from our own strength he has given us power he has given us power in acts chapter one like i read acts one and eight you shall receive power after the holy ghost has come upon you what is the holy ghost the holy ghost is the spirit of god he said he will send the comforter that's the spirit of god he said he will send to teach us to help us um the spirit of truth um, and so that's what all the names of, of, of the Holy Ghost, the spirit of God, the spirit of truth. Um, and so it will come and it will come to live in you. God, the spirit of God will come and make its abode in you to reside in you, to help you, to lead you, to guide you, to strengthen you. Um, it's not something that's automatically that we automatically because if that's the case, then we wouldn't be born in sin. If, if if the spirit of God was something that we automatically have, then we it wouldn't be a case of us, you know, whether we have to be born again or not. Or it wouldn't, that wouldn't have even been a thought. That wouldn't have even been a conversation that Jesus had with Nicodemus. If this was an automatic uh, thing that, you know, oh, when we're born, we already have the spirit of God. That's not true. That's a decision that we make. When we believe that Christ died on the cross for us, we don't stop there. We act on that belief. We act on that belief. When we believe that we can be a doctor, we don't just say we believe and so it is. No, we work hard to become a doctor. We go to school, we apply ourselves, we study, we dig and we dig and we study and we study and we get the knowledge that we need to be successful. And the same way it is with God. If we believe that Jesus paid the price for our sins. He made it possible for us to be forgiven. He made it possible for us to be reconciled back to God. He made it possible for us to have a relationship with him. He made it possible. So if we believe that, then we will do that which is required of us to be successful in that, to be successful. The word of God tells us strive for the masteries. 
um, we don't strive for the masteries of this world, but we strive for the masteries of God, of Christ Jesus. And so we do. We strive for the masteries of this world, which is, is good. Knowledge is good, you know, but no knowledge trumps the knowledge of God. No knowledge trumps the, the knowledge of God. Because the knowledge of God is, is, is what's going to lead you and get you to where you need to be. Not only in this world, but in him, most of all in him. Most of all in him. Because when it's all said and done down here, we got to stand before God in judgment. And so, you know, we want to make sure that we're lined up with the word of God. So in and every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown. And this is just talking in comparison to um, you know, the the world. And I, I'm looking at it as, you know, how the world they strive for and, and we and I'ma say we because, you know, I strive for, you know, things of the world too. Like I go to school, I, you know, work, I, you know, and, and strive for, you know, to be successful in those things. But at the end of the day, like I strive harder to be successful in God, because I know at the end of the day, these things are going to pass away. At the end of the day, I can't take these things with me when I leave. When God called my name, I'm not going to be able to take none of this with me. But what I can take is that ink, that thing that is incorruptible. My soul is going to leave here. My soul is going to live forever somewhere. And so if I feed my soul and if I stay in the word of God and, and, and if I study and if I pray and if I fast and if I seek God with my whole heart, you know, God will give me that which I need, that substance that my soul needs to be kept in this world. And, and that when I stand before God in judgment, I can hear well done. I won't have to hear depart from me. You worked iniquity. I never knew you. That's a sad saying. And even the word of God tells us that the righteous, the righteous is going to scarcely make it in. So this is a straight and narrow way. This ain't no, I play with God and, you know, I'm, I love God here. And then I'm participating in, 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 in lustful, fleshly um, desires over here. Like, this is not that. Like, and so, you know, I just want to you know make that plain to 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 the world to everybody whoever under the sound of this um this episode like please take your soul your soul is at stake here take it seriously take it seriously ask god to reveal it god will reveal whatever you need if your desire is to truly please god and not yourself if your desire is to truly live for god and not live for yourself, then we would seek God. We would seek God. We would strive as we strive for the things of this world. We would strive to understand the ways of God. We would strive to um, to seek God's face and to understand what it is that He requires of us. Um, and one of those things is to be born again. That's the very first step to believe. To believe, we believe, and the Word of God says, repent. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's Acts 2 and 38. I'm sure everyone is familiar with it. But we take believe and we take be baptized and we say that's it. And it's not. Because believing is an action. There's an action and there's also because repent. 
That's the thing. That's the thing we skip. We totally skip. But why? Because repentance is change. Repentance is change. And sometimes we don't like change because we like what we do. We love our lives um, outside of God or we try to push put God in our mess. And I'm going to put it like that. We try to put God in what we want, what we desire. And that's not how the design is. That's not, we have to have God and, and follow God and let God line our lives up, not include God, try to include God in, or desire, want God to bless our mess. No, we have to be in the will of God. And when we're in the will of God, it's automatic. Blessings are not just materials. Because why? It's going to pass away. It's corruptible. It's corruptible. Like heaven and earth will pass away. This is this stuff down here is temporary. So to say that the temporary things are the blessings of God, when God is an eternal God, we missing it. The blessings of God are eternal things. That's the blessings of God. Those things that that carry us, those things that keep us, those, you know, the fruits of the spirit. Also in Galatians 5, this is what comes with the spirit of God being born again. Born again is being born of the spirit of God because we was born from our mothers. That's natural birth. That's, you know, that's the design. But then when we're born again of the spirit, it's a whole new raising. It's like being raised all over again by God. And I know like people don't want that. They, you know, some people don't desire it. Some people, you know, don't want to be re-raised by God, you know, because it's going to require change. It's going to require change. And that's what the word repent is. It's to change, have a change of thought. In episode one um, goes a little deeper um, into that repentance. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, which is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And it's hard for some to believe in that which they cannot see. It's hard for some to believe, but just ask God. Ask God to show you. If you truly desire it and you're not asking amiss that you may fulfill, you know, um, that it may be, you know, given to you because of your own, you know, self-righteousness or, you know, if you're asking God sincerely out of a pure heart to show you that this thing is real, show you that this way of life is real, God will show you. He has a way. He has a way of revealing himself to those that desire truth that desire change, that desires to understand. But we can't go to God and because, you know, we have a self-righteous type spirit and, you know, a prideful type spirit. And it's like, you got to show me in order for me to believe that you even exist. We can't go to God like that because he'll never answer that type of a prayer. But God answers repentant prayers. God answers uh, Prayers that um, will cause one to be drawn closer to him. God knows the heart of everyone. And we know we hear that God knows my heart all the time. He does. And he knows the part of your heart that you don't even know. 
that you don't even know. And so, you know, even that part of your heart that says, I love to sin, but Lord, I want to love you too. So we can't have both. The word of God tells us we cannot serve two masters. It's either or, and there is no gray area. The word of God says, I'll take you cold or hot, but lukewarm, I'll spew out my mouth. So we can't have both. We can't say we're Christians and live a life of sin. Like that is unacceptable to God and the word of God tells us that. And even in this, even in this chapter of Galatians, it tells us that these things and, and, and operating in these, these different things, when you operate in these things, you shall not inherit the kingdom of God, but the fruit of the spirit, which is love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance against such, there is no law. They that are in Christ or they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and the lusts. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. Let us not be desirous of vain glory, provoking one another and envying one another. You know, so let us not walk in those things. Um, and so these are the things that the spirit of God, when we are born again, it helps us. Um, especially when we, um, and when it talks about crucifying the flesh, um, that's fasting. And even now, like if you have a struggle, you know, you're struggling with something, maybe you're struggling, trying to get understanding. Maybe you struggling, trying to know which way to go fast, fasting, even without the spirit of God, if you fast and you're fasting on behalf of your soul and you don't know which way to go, you don't know what to do fast, cause your flesh to obey Cause your flesh to obey as you submit yourself to God on behalf of understanding and, and receiving his spirit, because it's something that, you know, um, that he says that we must do, we must be born again. And so, um, and, and if, if we desire to live a life that's pleasing to him, I'll say it that way. If we desire to inherit the kingdom of God, we, we must be born again of the water and of the spirit. There's two baptisms of the water and of the spirit. Hallelujah. So, you know, this, this is, um, the conclusion of today's episode. Do I have to be born again? And yes, we do. And there's all type of even more scriptures um, that I didn't get to touch today. Um, but it is something that I will touch on maybe, you know, with a different um, topic um, because it, it still all works together as one. The scriptures, you know, they they confirm one another, even the old with the new. The old confirms the new. The old uh, uh, prophesies of the new. And so it works together. The scriptures of God, it works together. It's God's word all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, hallelujah, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. So if we desire God, if we desire to be born again, we just don't have the understanding, seek God's face, seek God's face before it's too late. Jesus is soon to return. And I know that we all want to be ready. I know that we all want to be ready. But the word of God tells us that there is only one way to God. And that is through Jesus. That is through Jesus. Why? Because God was in Christ. God was in Jesus. 
reconciling us the world back to himself so there is no other name no other name given under heaven unto men whereby we must that's acts chapter 4 and 12 we must be saved we must be born again it's all in him Hallelujah. Yes, Lord Jesus. So we pray that this episode has been a blessing to your soul. We pray that it has opened up your understanding. And if you have questions concerning anything that was spoken in this episode, feel free to visit our website at www.axoutreach18.org. You can send us a direct message here on Facebook, um, on YouTube. You can leave comments there as well. Um, And if you have any questions, again, anything that has been spoken in any episode, feel free to drop your questions and we will see what God has to say about it. This is not an opinionated platform when I'm not here to tell you what I think, what I feel. I'm here to say what the word of God says, because I believe the word of God with my heart, mind, soul and strength. I believe it. I believe it. Even if I find myself in it, I still believe it. And I say, work on me, Lord. I say, help me, Lord. You know, but I don't deny the word of God because I find my error in it. You know, because I come across a scripture that 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 says, oh, that's me. I, I take it. I eat it. I eat it and I say, Lord, help me. Why? Because I want to be right in God's eyes. I want to be saved. I want to please God, not man. I want to please God and I want to please God with all that I have, with all that I have. And I pray that you desire to please God with all that you have. And I just encourage you. I encourage you to seek God. This is a one-on-one individual relationship that God has allowed us to have with him. And if there is something that you don't understand, you seek God about it. You inquire God said, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. There is understanding to be gotten in the word of God. So when there's something that you don't understand, don't reject it. Seek God for understanding of his word and he will reveal. He will reveal. If your heart is is sincere and you desire to be right, you desire truth, You desire change that only God can bring about in your life. Seek God. Seek God and I guarantee he reveal it to you. That what you need to get you started on this journey. And it's a beautiful journey. It's a beautiful walk with God. Uh, It's a relationship like no other relationship that you can have. Hallelujah. But we have to remember that we do have to do that which is required of us. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. And I just thank God for hallelujah, allowing me hallelujah, to get on here to encourage your hearts. It's an encouragement of the heart to answer questions that are um, asked of me. Um, and so and I pray that this has been a blessing to you. Stay tuned for our next episode of Let's Talk Bible. May God bless you all. <music>